Good morning. A couple announcements. Uh, first, after our second service today, we'll have a food truck here at the congregation. Uh, there is uh, some announcements in the back about what type of food truck it is, and we'll be doing this several times during the year. So we invite you to come on back after the following second service, if you'd like, uh, to stay for that. Also, later this week, I'll be out of town at the Eastern District Convention, and then also we'll be taking a couple days of vacation as well. If you're in any uh, pastoral care needs, please contact Bob Schmidt. The Old Testament reading for this Holy Trinity Sunday is from the 8th chapter of Proverbs. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields of the first of the dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle in the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him, like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, Rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the second chapter of Acts. Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works, and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One seek corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, 
and of that we all are witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this, that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. The Jews answered Jesus, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died? And the prophets died. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today in our gospel reading, the Jews really did not know what to make of Jesus. It's mostly because of what Jesus said. Today Jesus said, If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Well, the Jews were just shocked at this. Abraham died. The prophets died. How on earth was Jesus greater than Abraham or the prophets? That's why they asked Jesus, who do you make yourself out to be? Just think about it. If you saw a man heal lepers before your very eye, you would wonder who this was. If you saw a man heal someone who was a paraplegic, and I mean truly heal them, not like the fake healings you see on TV sometimes. If you saw that, you would also wonder who this person was. If you saw a man raise a little boy from the dead and a little girl and raise a man from the dead who had been dead for four days, raise them all to life, you would wonder who this was also. So the Jews were really wrestling with this today. When it came to Jesus, they were really wondering 
Who do you make yourself out to be? How could a man raise people from the dead? That's something only God could do. It's too bad the Jews of 2,000 years ago couldn't be with us here today. Today is Trinity Sunday. Today is that very special Sunday in the year when we also look at our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and basically ask the same question the Jews did 2,000 years ago. Who do you make yourself out to be? Who are you? When it comes to fully understanding the Trinity, this side of heaven, we are not going to fully understand how it is our God exists as one God, but also as three persons. And yet we don't worship three gods, but one God. That's what we confessed in the Athanasian Creed today. And what is key to understanding the Trinity, what is so central to understanding the Trinity, is this. You are never going to understand the Trinity. Not in this life. Adam and Eve did. They understood how God was one God, and yet at the same time existed as three persons. After all, they saw God face to face. They knew God intimately before the fall into sin. The only other person who truly understood this relationship was Jesus. Jesus was there when all of creation was called into existence. The Holy Spirit was also there as a witness to God the Father's work of bringing forth creation. For now, only God understands how God exists as one God, and yet as three persons. While at the same time, we do not worship three gods, but only one God. We could rack our brains our whole life trying to figure this out, but we won't. In the same way, the Jews 2,000 years ago could wrestle with who Jesus was And they weren't going to figure it out. They could hire every philosopher in the world and they would never understand. They could have hired private investigators and they never would have figured Jesus out. Because when it comes down to it, Jesus isn't here for the Jews 2,000 years ago to figure him out. And he's not here today so you can somehow figure him out. Jesus is here for one reason. To suffer on a cross for our sins, rise from the dead, and return again for a second coming. We don't fully understand how God exists as one God in three persons. But we do fully understand why he exists. To save us all. When the Jews asked Jesus, who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. And in that moment, Jesus used the name of God for himself. In that moment, Jesus revealed himself to be the great I am of the Old Testament. Jesus claimed openly that he is God. 
But the Jews didn't believe this. They didn't believe a man could be the son of God. They couldn't believe a man could be God in the flesh. They didn't believe God could be here in Jesus and yet also in heaven. So in the end, the Jews rejected Jesus because they just wouldn't believe God could come in the flesh. There will always be so much we don't understand in this life. And that's okay. I don't need to fully understand how my heart works in my chest. And yet it's still beating, keeping me alive, even though I don't understand everything about it. We don't need to fully understand the composition of the air that we breathe in order to breathe and stay alive. So we just breathe. It's not necessary for a three-year-old child to fully understand the intricacies of their digestive system in order for that three-year-old to have food processed in their body. And yet they still eat. In the same way, we just don't need to understand everything about God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to see how God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is keeping us alive right now and giving us life forever, because that's what's most important. Just look at Jesus. When it came time for Jesus to be crucified, he didn't take time to explain everything. He didn't write a book about what was going to happen. Jesus just did it. Jesus just allowed himself to be crucified for the sins of all sinners. Jesus didn't talk about his crucifixion. He showed them his crucifixion. Jesus didn't explain what was happening during his crucifixion. Jesus showed them that in his crucifixion, a sinless man was dying for sinners. Jesus did not go into a great theological detail defining every aspect of his sacrifice. He just offered it. He just allowed himself to die in our place. Because that's what we needed. And the same goes for Jesus' resurrection. Jesus told the Jews the great things he was going to do for them and for all people. Jesus told them he was going to conquer death for all of us. Jesus said, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Now, the right response of the Jews should have been, that's amazing to hear, thank you. They should have responded in gratitude saying, thank you so much, Jesus. You've destroyed death and that's our greatest enemy. We can never thank you enough. But instead, what did they do? They wondered who Jesus was to make such a grandiose plan. Because the Jews could not believe Jesus. They failed to just receive the wonderful things that Jesus was giving them. And why? Because they couldn't understand it in their heads. 
Please don't follow the Jews' example when it comes to Jesus. Or follow the Jews' example when it comes to understanding the Trinity. This side of heaven, we are never going to fully understand everything about God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But we don't have to understand everything. What is far more important is that we receive everything God is doing for us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You heard of this great work for you in the Athanasian Creed this morning. You hear about the amazing work God has done for you through the work of Jesus Christ himself. He died on a cross in your place for your sins so that you would not die for your sins. See how simple salvation is? Even a child can receive it. And when it comes to death, we don't need to understand the biological explanations for how Jesus will resurrect us from the dead. Or how he will turn dust back into living, breathing people. This side of heaven, you won't understand. But you don't have to understand. Just as a newborn infant does not understand anything about this world. But rejoices in the care it receives from its mother. So also can you rejoice with childlike faith, infant-like faith. That Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. And because he has risen from the dead, you have the promise that you also rise from the dead. On this Trinity Sunday, let's not get bogged down by what we do not understand versus what we do understand. None of that really matters. What does matter is what God has revealed to you. And what God has revealed is that Jesus, the Son of God, died on a cross as a perfect sacrifice for all of our sins. He rested in a tomb and on the third day rose from the dead to bring eternal life to all of us. That is an amazing gift for us all. It is the promise of Jesus himself when he said... Truly I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. And that is Jesus' promise to you. And he will keep it. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.